The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Initiating transfer of session notes for session 0012. <laughs> that's, uh, that's from Kalops and Slaka. That's from the first day you ever took me oh, on. Yes. Well... I am quite fond of Veracian Opera, as it turns out. That particular event is one of my favorite memories of you. It seems it's been a recurring pattern of thoughts lately. Really? Oh, yes. I've spent a great deal of time thinking about what you said. Our relationship was much more simple when we first started. I had a clear objective and goal. You were not in an exclusive relationship, and I wished to experience one with you. I suppose it was naive of me to assume that we could simply go back to that, but I had hoped a repetition of that pattern would have made this easier. Unfortunately, you had other plans. Which is a shame, since I had to give away the tickets to the new revival staging that was on your birthday. Although, the couple that took them seemed to be very much in love, so I'm sure they appreciate it. Wait a second. You're telling me that was what you had planned for after dinner that night? You got tickets that were almost impossible to get to? To match our first date? Amy, I had no idea that it meant so much to you. And then I... Uh, I fucked that right up, coming at you and Palace about the whole dating you both thing. Fucking hell, I'm an idiot. That is not only statistically unlikely, but patently false. You have multiple degrees and have been able to build some of the most advanced technology this side of the universe. You are not an idiot. You are a complex and unique creature worthy of anyone's affection, should you desire it. Oh, am I? <laughs> Is that why Palace has been ignoring my calls and you didn't just give me a little space, you practically gave me the whole sector? I only did so out of respect for your feelings. Bullshit. <laughs> you know, now that I know your tells, you're a terrible liar. I will never lie to you, Tithia. Never again. Please do not assume I would be so flippant with your emotional well-being. That is not the kind of individual I wish to be. Whoa, uh, hey, uh, I didn't mean it like that. You're... you're right. Uh, I know you wouldn't just lie to me on this, but you and Palace have two completely different methods of dealing with conflict, and I'm just, I'm feeling really stretched then. You're honest to a fault, and, and she just shuts down. And I mean, in all fairness, if anyone should be feeling the strain, it is me, okay? Like, this is 100% on me. I completely created this mess, and I'm just not equipped to clean it up. I am sure the solution will present itself to you. Problem solving is your forte. I did truly pull back to respect your feelings, and Alice, though it brings me no comfort to admit that, she is... A truly difficult person. That's only because she has very valid reasons for being worried about me getting close to you. I mean, I really can't blame her. <laughs> From her perspective, she doesn't know you the way I did when we met. She doesn't know what the Kingery does to people. How it can make you the worst and the best of yourself within like an hour time span. Meaning? 
Meaning, she doesn't know how I could forgive you. And I, I don't have the right words to make her get that. And who knows? Maybe I can't. Maybe it's not something I can fix. Maybe it's only something she can come to a decision on, which kind of makes it worse, honestly, because I want to be able to fix this. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I had a plan when I walked in here. There was a speech, and there was, like, me being way more put together than I actually feel. Ugh. I hate this. Cynthia, if I could perhaps say something. I've given you a proposition. Oh, please do not call it that. That sounds way more transactional and sexual than this is. Proposal. Mm. Appeal. Hmm. I've given your appeal considerable thought since you presented it to Pallas and myself. And while I did give you space out of consideration for your feelings, I did also use that time to consider what you were requesting and whether or not I would be open to the suggestion. What I realized is that it is not the concept of, well, sharing your affection that bothers me. Like any other emotion, I must assume that love is not a finite resource. My feelings for you do not seem to be a limited supply, nor would any of my research on the subject suggest that is the case. Therefore, I have no reason to think that your feelings for me or Palace would also be a finite resource. They're not. I care about you both deeply and equally. It's not, it's not a competition. It's not like I'm letting my head get turned by some fleeting crush or something here. I mean, I still love you. And I need to tell her, but, but Hebe, I love her. I don't want to lose her. And in that, Tivia, I agree. I would not want to cause you pain and ask you to detach yourself from Alice. If you love her and she makes you happy, I would not ask you to deprive yourself of that love. In fairness, she's never hurt you the way I did. But I forgive you for that. I know why you did but, it. as you said, it is not for you to adjust Alice's feelings on the subject of, well, me. You could adjust mine, though. What? Hebe, no! No, I would never! I don't mean as an unintentional quirk of programming. I have no romantic feelings for Pallas, but I would be willing to have you program them into me. I don't even know if it's truly possible, but if anyone could figure it out, it would be you. And if it would make you happy. If it would help solve this rift that has been created between you two. I would let you. Tithia, I do not want to be the cause of any more pain for you. And I trust you. Hebe, that... That is so thoughtful and sweet, but... But I... I would never forgive myself if I did that to you. I, I can't. For so, so many reasons. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you. I, I never want to cross that line. I mean, God, just thinking that I did it, I could have done it once unintentionally. And I, not to mention that if I did do it intentionally, fuck, Palace would send me packing so fucking fast it's not even funny. But if it would help. Maybe I, I am not asking you to fall in love with her. And I am not asking her to fall in love with you. I am asking that the two of you be okay with me loving both of you. That's it. Love isn't finite, you're right, but time, money, 
resources, energy, those are. And if I am spending time with you, that is time I am not giving her unless we are all okay with spending time together. I mean, could I just, I don't know, date you both and schedule it out? I, I probably could, yeah, if, if you were both willing, but that's, that's not what I want. I want you two to be friendly. I genuinely think that you would both get along with each other if you could just just get past me. Tithia, you are not the obstacle. And as you say, time is a finite resource, which does bring up a point of, well, concern I do have. Not because of my own feelings, but rather because I think you would pull away from me as a result. What are you talking about? There are physical needs that you would wish to have satisfied, and I might not be as equipped for them as Pat's could. Please tell me you're joking. Oh my god, no, no, we are not doing the whole who's better in bed thing, okay? Because I remember what you can do to my tentacles, and uh, let's just say it's not something I am dissatisfied with, okay? <laughs> I am not going to compare you to in bed. You say that now, but that could change. You may find that I am simply not as desirable a partner. So, if that is the case, it would only be expected that you spend more time with the partner that can fulfill those needs. Stop. Just... Just stop. Please. That is not what this is about. This is not about sex. This isn't about who knows what kind of dates I like or what wines I drink. I mean, it... I'm not looking for carbon copies between the two of you. You both make me better in different ways. And I want to celebrate those differences. I mean, I think we could all be good together. Really good. But right now? Right now, I'd, I'd settle for just being able to sit in the room with the two of you and not feel like the walls are going to get blown off from the force of the shouting match. I am willing to try. But it's not just up to us. Palace absolutely has a right to her feelings, just as you do. Believe me, I know. I just... I just wish I could help her understand that my heart is big enough to love both of you. I said, I don't want to do this bullshit. Hello? Okay, well, you can either do your crossword or you can eat your lunch. Which is it going to be, Mr. Arkell? I ain't hungry. I already ate before you got here. Four Haley's honey buns is not lunch. And if I have to make you eat these cooey wings I brought all the way from Sarah's place, we're going to do three crosswords tomorrow. Was that guff? Sounded like guff. I don't take guff from old men who don't eat protein. Don't help. Fine. God damn. You are one stubborn ass. Yes, I am. It's on the top of my resume. Also right up there with takes no shit and eats obstinate old men for breakfast. So why the hell are you doing this? Because... I like my job. You wouldn't talk to me when I started, and now look at us. 
practically best friends. <sighs> well, shit. If I'd known just giving a hard time would have worked, I would have done that a whole hell of a lot sooner. Oh, don't think about it like that, Miss Arkell. People don't like to listen to family about their own well-being. Sometimes you need a stranger to tell you what to do. I am a stranger. That's not what he thinks. <laughs> Is that right? Madison, did did you bring me the, uh... Uh... They're in the bag on your right, next to your soda. He's... He's different. Like he's in there mentally, not somewhere in Sector 49A. The sessions have helped, but mostly it's about routine. He's no different than some of my other patients. Dementia, Alzheimer's, Briggs-Nelson, John O'Kelm disease. They all thrive on a lack of stimulation. It doesn't necessarily stop the disease, but in many cases, having a routine helps prevent further regression for a time. And in your father's case, since there's no clinical disease causing further degeneration, this is probably all he needs to get back up and running. So he's... what? He's gonna be normal? (laughs) Oh, Miss Arkell, no one's normal. That's just an illusion we're all working towards for some unknown reason. A desire to... Fit into some universal groupthink. For the many to serve the one. Right. Anyway, I was just about to sit down and turn on some table wall for him. Did you want to stay, Miss Arkell? Yeah. Actually, have you eaten anything? You can go take a breather. If he's up to it, I want to... to talk to him for a bit. Of course. And... If you get salty, don't take it out on yourself. Hmm. Hey, uh, how are you doing, old man? I'd be better if my kids visited more often. And if that damn battle axe didn't try to force feed me every five minutes. Do I look undernourished to you? Madison seems to think so. Madison is paid to keep you healthy. Very well, I might add. More than I pay to keep you in here, so at the moment, they're more expensive than you. Remember that. Uh Uh-huh. It's starting to come together. Today, Madison tells me, is a good day. Not that I'd know the good from the bad. The wings are good, though. Reminds me of a... of a place. Used to take you and your sister to. They, They had really good fries. My sister. So, wait. You know that I'm- No one would sound so much like Sylvia without being one of mine. And you and Cass both do it differently, but... Madison told me you were my daughter. That you run things around here. So they tell me. Um... So you you know that I'm... I was... You're Allison. That's what you said your name was, right? Well, um, not exactly. Uh, Look, I'm not married to the name. 
that's still on a trial basis. For now, you're Allison, and that's good enough for me. I didn't know you growing up. It's hard to remember when you were so young, but this is who you are now. I don't pretend to understand how we got here, but I'm trying to figure it out. Well, you're doing a pretty good job so far. <clears throat> I, uh... I wasn't exactly sure when I was going to say anything. Why? You, uh, you thought I wouldn't approve? I don't... I don't think it's that. Maybe. I'm not exactly good at the whole bearing my fucking soul thing. Neither am I. But it's not my job to approve your life. I gave up that privilege years ago. I I wish I'd never left you kids. Because I would have been there for you to, to talk to. I was angry. I was scared. And I... I I took the coward's way out. I was not a good parent. You cared. That's something. Not the way I should have. I mean, look at you. You treat your people real well. You're not what Sylvia made you. I should have known you could be your own person, that you could be better than that. I, I wish I'd been there. Yeah. Me too. Hey, you want to break out? Well, you gonna break me out of jail? Well, it's not a jail if I'm the jail keep. Come on. All right, Chucklebucks. Here's the deal. I am in an exceptionally good mood. I'm in such a good mood that Gorlock could take a cosmic shit rain clusters it down out of the kingery and I'd still walk out of here with a smile on my face, which is a good thing. Because at this point, I think I'd take a Gorlockian shitstorm over dealing with a five of you chuckle fucks. So, I am going to try to play mediator one more time. And so help me, if we don't come to a solution, I will go find Gorlock to give him an enema myself, because all of you are fucking torture. Gross. <gasps> I don't like it when you do that. That makes me deeply uncomfortable. I don't like it when you do that. It makes me deeply uncomfortable. I said a single word, because, uh, yeah, that was gross. <clears throat> you good? Good. Fantastic. So, let's try this again. Commandant Browning put the Marines here as a resource, given the current fuckery going on. The only reason I'm here is to help the Commandant accomplish that goal. I don't want to be everyone's babysitter here, okay? The pay is shit, for one thing. So, as I stated before, it really seems like we only have two options. Either you go into deep fucking cryostasis like Allison was, because I have had it up to here with all of you. No, thank you. Or we can work on some basic conflict resolution here and everybody gets to go home at a decent hour so we can come back tomorrow to figure out what's going on with the robotic wackadoos out there. Cybernetic. Stop it. No, you stop it. You broke my elbow. You don't get to tell me what to do. Then stop saying what I'm going to say. How am I supposed to do that? I don't know what you're going to say. You haven't said it yet. Do I need to go find a piece of notebook paper so I can write a note that says, Do you like each other? Check yes or no. 
you both were paying attention to the case details. It's why you're good at what you do. You should be on the same wavelength here. Knowing that the whole thing with mask involves cybernetics versus robotics isn't exactly some sort of mind map. No, but the point is that you can work together because you all know the details of the case. And you might see different sides of the case that could lead to finding mask. You just gotta talk it out. You're awfully quiet about this, Madeline. Well, you've already made up your mind. No point in arguing. You just want to get out of here. Fuck yes, I do. We have a perp to catch. I don't want to be having this pissing match every five minutes. Oh, and also, you don't get to call anyone a chuckle fuck in my precinct, Zephram. Only I do. Okay, well stop acting like one. And I'll take it back. You're telling me to do the work that the Academy is supposed to do, as opposed to my, you know, actual job. Browning gave you three of the best Marines. Marines, follow orders. The more explicit, the better. Maddie, you don't want them to get in your way, then delegate. Give them clear tasks with goals. Oh, and if you don't want them to rough people up, maybe just give them a quick two-second primer on due process. I'll show you. Marines, as of this moment, you do not place your hands on a civilian. If they refuse to answer questions, you do not press them with physical force. If you feel you have probable cause to interrogate them further, then you escalate to Captain Gray. Understood? Understood, sir. Good. And what are you not going to ask me, Reyes? I'm not going to ask you why, sir. Damn straight. See? Here you go. I don't want them in trouble any more than you do. I want them to be useful to you. And there is a chance that they have heard or seen things you haven't because people know who you are. They don't know these three. Use that to your advantage. <sighs> Fine. Great! Yay! Now back to the desks. Let's work this thing together. To think, you built all this. I mean, gross oversimplification of events, and my people, they helped. A lot. I mean, SOL wouldn't have been nearly what it was if Tithia hadn't gotten involved. She's smart. Too smart. It took me way too long to figure that out. Her dad knew, though. Always fucking new. For what it's worth, I'm more like Sylvia than I want to be. I was stupid. I let Proc take the fall for a mistake his kid made, and that mistake wasn't worth losing Proc over. That was Sylvia's way to handle the situation. If I'd known then what I know now. Cass talks about you, I didn't think you took a lot of time to second-guess yourself. Before? No. Now. All the fucking time, it feels like. You did what you thought was right. Are you kidding me? 
A few years ago, I thought I knew everything. Now. <laughs> now, I don't even know if I'm a heels or a loafers girl. I don't know if I want to be a power suit or A-line dress girl. Fuck me. I don't even know if that's the right word for that kind of dress. Did I hear someone say A-line dresses? We have a fine selection of couture fashion and bunch of prices. I'm not interested, so fuck off. But you don't have to be such a bitch about it. The fuck did you just call me? I, uh, said nothing. I was just going to point you to a few more stores that might be in your price range. If you're not interested... No. You know what you fucking called me. You heard him, right? Pretty sure he called my daughter a bitch. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> That's my girl. Nah, that was all Sylvia. Thought you didn't like violence. I like your backbone, though. Feel any better? Not really, no. Thought hitting it would make me feel better, but I'm still pissed. That didn't fix it, either. He's still going to harass another woman at some point. I thought. I cleaned up all the trash that the AI hired. Looks like I missed one. Not like I approved the permits here, anyway. So, I guess that's something else I need to review again. What are you going to do about it, then? If you don't want to do it Sylvia's way, what, then? I hope you liked doing business while you could, buddy. I'm not a bitch. I'm the boss. And your permit to do business is fucking revoked. This is every single person we think would be involved with this whole army of the evolved. That is a significantly larger list of suspects than what we had. Well, we also were working off less evidence, more supposition. Oh. And I read your case files, so I figured we'd do better to look outside of the people you'd already tagged. You what? Anyway, putting that to one side, our list does need to be narrowed down, huh? For starters, we have to throw out the professor working on the weird synesthesia drug thing. That was a non-starter. Yeah, but you were on the right track. The attacks were moving in that direction, and you were working the beat like I told you to. But with all this army of the evolved crap, they haven't really had a focus on chemical enhancement. Right. Not like anyone's coming out of a meeting with masks sporting an amped up metabolism because of some new drug. Bingo. Plus, we did almost get masked before that. Didn't your guy grab the mask that attached to their face? It was their face. That's gonna get old real quick. I think it's kind of cute in a way. It's like they're syncing up. The homes to his Watson. All those inputs mean that this mask character has to be on some neural blockers, though, because that would be so much input that... I'm sorry, am I Watson in this scenario? Well, yeah. You're Watson for Captain Grey, too. <laughs> okay. You can stay. I am insulted. No, no. I'm hurt. <laughs> Jesus, Cal. Pull the stick out. I'm fucking with you. You should be worried. She only does this when she's at the end of her rope. We're two seconds away from her going nuclear. Or checking out. I'm not sure which is worse. <sighs> Cal, the only thing I'm thinking is that we are still no closer to finding a mask than we were when we started. 
And while all of this has been a fun little chat down memory lane about all the ways our special counselors have been taking special pains to get in our way, it was going so... we have nothing new to show for it. Nothing. So at the moment, yeah, I'm gonna just have to laugh about all of this because right now we literally need a lead to walk in here screaming, Please, someone help me! I'm being chased by a rogue AI! To figure it out. Please, someone help me! Socks is coming for me! I'll take it! You're fucking kidding me. Hooks! Where the hell have you been? Are you okay? Oh, Captain Gray! Thank God it's you! Look, I don't have a lot of time. I finally got away from her. I mean, I did a pretty good job of covering up how I got out, but she's... She's everywhere. You need to be ready. She's going to be here in maybe a few days. Whoa, whoa, slow down, Hooks. Who is on the way? The AI that controls socks. And I'm pretty sure she's working with someone here. Dr. Bowerman and, and Mask. <laughs> They're all working with her. I knew it. The Kingery, Season 11, Episode 10, The Physics of Finite Resources. Featuring the voice talents of Max Fleischhocker as Hebe, Catherine Pride as Tithia, Justin Fife as Papa Arkell, Melissa Autumn Hearn as Allison, Bridget Gusewitz as Madison, Russell Gold as Zeph, Christopher Gilstrap as Cal, Caitlin Kleiman as Chris, Carissa M. as Reyes, Alicia Lane Pickens as Madeline Gray, Christine Chester as Aaron, Dan Beto as Sleazy Kiosk Salesman, and Perry Whittle as Hooks. Sensitivity reader Christine Chester. Written by Catherine Pride. Story by Tilly Bridges with Susan Bridges, Renee Christine Jones, Pete Milan, Catherine Pride, and Perry Whittle. Kingery theme by Tom Stitzer. The Parting of the Ways, Part 1. Study and Relax, Rumination, Calment, Covert Affair, Junkyard Tribe, and Prelude in Action by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Directed by Dave Morgan. Assistant Director Adam Blanford. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2021. Pendant Productions. The Kingery. Created by Susan Bridges, Tilly Bridges, McCullough Eaton, John Harden, and Teresa J. McGarry. Copyright 2021. Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.